Welcome to the Luminous Space Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at luminousanglican.com. Way to go, stranger, heavy Welcome back. This is the third Sunday of Advent. At Luminous, during this time, we are practicing an ancient Celtic liturgy. We open with a Celtic collect, a prayer of St. Columba of Iona. Kindle our hearts, O God, the flame of love that never ceases, that it might burn in us, give light to others. May we shine forever in your temple. Set on fire with your eternal light. Even your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Redeemer. Amen. Today's gospel is John 1, 6-8 and 19-28. But we're looking at Psalm 126, which is the psalm today. This is a song of ascent. Think of this in a meter and tempo and an idea of, of chant and sing. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the water courses of Nejim. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. On the day that we light the candle of joy, this is an amazing psalm, as it begins with an important framing. The phrase, we were like those who dream, in terms of theological context, those who dream are prophets, those who receive visions from God. You can see that in the book of Joel. The means of restoration is the reopening of communication between God and people. In terms of the emotional context here, well, we can kind of see this as we go out, but we're going to unpack this a little bit. Those who receive visions often experience and express an uncontainable ecstatic joy. You think of it in the Psalms of David dancing before the Lord. Just can't, he has to, it comes out however it can. The picture in the Psalm is a spontaneous and uncontainable joy. Our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. This is beyond a mood. 
This is a deep sense of joy and expression and emotion. Many years ago, Jennifer and I were able to go to the beach with a trip with my band. We were playing an event, and I thought it would be cool for her to go. It was in July, so we had time off. And I had planned and schemed something very special for this trip. And after we finished one of our sets, it was late one night, probably 10, 10.30, we headed out to the beach. We grabbed like something quick to eat. I think it was even pizza or something. And uh, we went to the beach and it was a beautiful night. And the tide had formed a shelf and perfect for sitting. And so we finally just walked around and we sat just enjoyed the moonlit night on the beach. And as we sat there, probably 20, 30 minutes in, I'm running my fingers through the shelf of the sand and just, and I made sure I had a light with us and started shining it through the sand. And I slipped a ring from my pocket into the sand and scooped it up shined a light on it and said to her something like, look at this, as if I found this ring in the sand. And I slid off of the shelf with ring in hand and took a knee and asked Jennifer to be my wife. In doing so, she just started laughing, put her hand over her mouth and face as I put the ring on her finger, and she continued to laugh, and it was somewhat contagious. I began to laugh. We couldn't stop laughing and smiling. She eventually said yes for a while, all we could do was laugh uncontrollably. We began to call our family, which was about midnight, waking them up, letting them know what had just happened. We made our way back to our respective rooms, and our friends and bandmates congratulated us. The laughing and smiling continued for a while. This is the best example that I could come up with, with what the writer is talking about, with this spontaneous and uncontainable and uncontrollable joy. Mouths filled with laughter. And our tongues with shouts of joy. This was it. The first portion of this psalm contains a surprising testimony concerning God's graciousness that is truly visible in more of the Old Testament than we normally give credit. The very nations, like Zion here, 
witness the restoration of the people to their land and to their God, a reconnection, a renewal. And they said, the Lord has done great things. Thinking ahead in the New Testament, we are reminded of a non-Israelite magi coming to worship the one who was born king of the Jews. Or the Roman centurion who announced truly this man was God's son. And even more surprising, maybe, the nation's testimony to God's deeds inspires Israel to respond with their own testimony, repeating the very words, the Lord has done great things for us. In verse 3. There is an overwhelming sense of gratitude that is at the very beginning of their joy. Often in the Psalms, the enemy's words are quoted as reason for God to punish them. We can see this in different portions of the Psalms. Even more shockingly, the the people of God then repeat the words of the nations because God's gracious and faithful acts of restoration are so self-evident. Even the blind nations can see them. And because the blind nations see those acts, the often even more blind people of God can see them too. The second portion here develops and rephrases them in the form of renewed appeals for restoration. This is similar to the structure of Psalm 85, if you want to look that up. The people ask God to restore them and hope to rejoice at some point again. The psalm paints great images. Dry riverbeds coursing with downpours and streams of water again. Farmers weeping as they plant because they did not expect a harvest. And these same farmers bearing heavy sheaves of produce as they return home from the fields rejoicing. These images reflect a prayer for rescue from drought, but they may also simply be metaphors for people in need of God's renewal. Renewal of anything. Financial renewal, health, spiritual, mental renewal, relational renewal. The closing verses of this psalm are imaginative. May those who go out weeping, as it says. Advent people who approach Christmas recalling God's restorative acts of the past, they recall the testimony of the nations of God's deliverance coming from and going to 
They recall their own joy and waiting prayer and maybe pain. It's as though we perhaps answer the question, where does our help come from? Does it come from ourself? Our sub-tribe of vice and addiction? Our peace and help? It comes from the Lord, our Maker. Remember that the world waited 400 years for the coming of the Messiah after the prophecies. There is no limit to the waiting we may have to endure. But that waiting doesn't have to limit our capacity for joy. And it comes through the renewal. Gratitude can be the beginning of joy. It changes not just our mood, but it changes our awareness and our visibility of seeing the world. And during Advent, we light candles each week. As though it says, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have lived in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. We testify in this lighting of candles in this season of Advent. We testify against all suffering and all darkness. We kindle this light together. We proclaim to the world that Christ, and in Christ, we have joy. My prayer for us, our prayer for our community, our world, of Celtic origin, we, we ask, God be in our head, God be in our understanding, God be in our eyes and in our looking, God be in our mouth and in our speaking, God be in our heart and in our thinking, God be at our end and at our departing. May we go and live in the light of this Christ, in this light of the Spirit. Thanks be to God. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to LuminousAnglican.com. Peace be with you.